Poland. Uh, things that come to mind. Not a whole lot. No. <laughs> Poland, probably not a whole lot. Uh, Polish sausages. No, I don't know anything about that country. Poland sausages. <laughs> Pierogies. Is that it? We hope it's not. That's what we're going to try to show you. Welcome to Podcast. Hi. This is Małgorzata Bonikowska, your host, and you are listening to episode 82 of Polcast, recorded and produced by me in Toronto, Canada. For those of you who don't know, Polcast is the first ever English language podcast about not just Poland, but also Poles around the world and other people and other things related to Poland. This is not your Wikipedia type of podcast. I share with you stories, and behind every story there's always a person or a group of people. Some of them are well-known and famous, and others are not. But each of those I have interviewed on podcast is really special and can serve as inspiration to us all. Before I introduce another such amazing person, let me share with you some great news. On May 17th, I got an email with congratulations from Podbean. Podbean is our podcast's host. On that very day, on the 17th of May, podcast has reached 100,000 downloads. Not a bad number, so I'm very happy. And let me also tell you about a daily service that podcast offers to all of you who are Facebook users. I track everything about Poland that's written in English. Articles online published in many countries and in many sources. Of course, only those that are reliable, so no fake news there. I really encourage you to visit the podcast Facebook page almost every day if you have time. You can find lots of interesting stories there. And also, you'll be able to see what's written about Poland around the world. And now it's time to introduce today's guest. I do admire her talent and passion and have been watching her grow and develop her career first in Canada and now in Poland. I will say no more. You will learn all about Ilona Kowalik-Urbaniak from our conversation. All I can say now is that she is that rare combination of a scientist an artificial intelligence expert, and also a performing and recording artist, a singer and songwriter, a beautiful human being with this infectious energy and so much to give to the world. I do encourage you to visit our podcast website at mypodcast.com to learn more about Ilona and to see some beautiful photos from her two professional lives. I reach Ilona in Kraków, Poland. Well, Ilona, you know what I've just discovered? I discovered that there are always two things about you. This is like quite amazing. Country-wise, look at that. You were born in Poland. You live in Canada. You're kind of torn between two countries. You have this, these two sides of you in terms of what you do, right? This artistic side and the, the scientific side. 
have two children. Almost everything is in twos. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great observation. I think we're going to start with uh, where you now are. You are now in Krakow, right? I am in Krakow, yes. yes. And you've been there for quite a while. It's been almost three years since I moved to Poland and uh, from Canada. I can't believe it. What made you go? It's a good question. I think the first reason I made my decision was my job offer at the university. I was offered a position, an assistant professor position uh, in my field. And I came here and I, and I'm, I was happy. I, I didn't have second thoughts so about it. It's a great job offer. I'm just getting everything packed. I'm taking my two children, flying to Poland. It wasn't that easy, as you're saying. No, it took one year to prepare uh, for such a move. Um, now, when I go back with, with my thoughts, what happened during that year, it was just like uh, or trying to organize everything, starting from the passports for my kids. And now that I start to um, recall what I had to do and, and how long it took to prepare for this move. And then I came here to a completely different world because I left Poland when I was 17. So, so... Poland was different when I came back. You've been there in the meantime. Many times. I have visited uh, Krakow many times and I always loved the city. But of course, as a tourist, we see Poland differently. And then when I moved to Poland, of course, it was all totally different. I remember listening to one of your songs in which you are actually singing about the fact that you're torn between the two. This is like two parts of you, right? Poland and the country where you live. Which one do you call home? Both. It's so bad. I'm hanging in the middle of the ocean right now and all the time. And it's, this feeling is not changing. Yes, I wrote this song. The song is called A Heart. My heart is torn in half. Uh, and it's like this. It's been like this all the time. And it's difficult to call one country my home because I am, of course, I'm Polish. I was born in Poland. But then I spent most of my life in Canada. And, and um, it's weird. It's like a forever immigrant, and I don't know where my home is, really. I feel good everywhere, actually, but uh, if I have to imagine that I stay in one place forever, I can't. This, this, this just that thought uh, does not make me feel comfortable. And this is actually a conclusion out of uh, this uh, forever being an immigrant. I think this is what uh, the problem is, <laughs> the consequence, maybe. <laughs> but I want to know one thing. If there was a game between those two countries, like, I don't know, a soccer game or whatever, who would you root for? Oh, no, it's a tough question, Margaret. It's such a tough question. I can't answer that question because if I say Poland, I'm going to be like, oh, my Canadian friends are going to be, oh. And if I say Canada, that also does not feel right. So I'm not sure what to say. No, I'd probably go for a tie, you know. Or you would skip the game altogether. Or I would not watch it. Okay. okay. All right. So you're in Poland because you had that amazing job offer, which is related to a very interesting kind of stuff that you do uh, academically. It doesn't really happen that often that people who are artists also have a doctorate in theoretical mathematics. Slide mathematics. My master's was in abstract mathematics, pure mathematics. Right. Here we go. So a mathematician who went to Poland to do what? I also work for NASC, so now actually I, I was given this opportunity, and I'm so happy about it, to be the head of the artificial intelligence department at NASC, at the National Research Institute in Poland, and we're working on amazing projects, and quite large in scale, and I get opportunities to, to present uh, and represent actually Poland. Last time on Friday, actually, I was presenting 
um, in front of the uh, European Parliament. And it was quite interesting. Of course, I love it because it's staged and it's uh, it's also involves my scientific skills as well. So it combines both. As you said, there are, there are always like two things about me, right? So yes. This is NASC, which is that very scientific, academically oriented, I, I guess, theoretical. Is it very theoretical? No, actually, it's practical. No. We provide solutions. Of course, there's the academic department, and uh, I work for um, uh, a department that creates AI solutions. So I work with very talented people. But there's also the university, right? Actually, Politechnica Krakowska. What do you do there? At the university, my research is now in the area of data science. So I work with different types of data. I'm an assistant professor, so I work full-time for the university and part-time for NASC. Uh, so so for the university, I, I, I teach courses in uh, statistics courses, data science courses, data analysis, uh, mathematics. Um, it depends on the semester. I also teach Erasmus uh, courses in English to international students. And right now I'm teaching uh, computer uh, image processing, which I really love. Um, so my research is in the area of uh, medical image processing, medical image quality assessment. And also I supervise master's students who uh, work with all kinds of uh, data and they, and they um, use machine learning uh, techniques to make inferences, to make predictions, um, to find patterns, to make decisions. It's amazing. What can I say? Every day there is something new and I meet new people and, and I get to present uh, on these international stages, scientific stages, and I get invited to, uh, to conferences. And, and uh, yes, it's, I love it. But actually, I never knew I would be in uh, AI, working in an AI. I'm a mathematician, so um, I was doing um, medical image processing. And then somehow this opportunity just came on its own. So. Yeah, I'm happy. What is it about AI that won you over and now you're not in what you were before, but you're doing this? Why? But I am because I can also apply AI machine learning techniques to uh, medical image processing. And this is exactly where my research research has gone. And this is the direction my research has taken. And this is what this is what we are working on right now with my assistant and in my research group. So there's also that part. And what's good about it is that uh, with students, they come to me with, with all kinds of uh, data sets. And, and we try to think how we're going to uh, find patterns and um, um, which features are important for training and what kind of decisions we can make from uh, this data set. So it's, it's very, very interesting. And then I also teach data analysis to students that are new uh, to the subject. So, so this is where we introduce all the like, simple, maybe not, not simple, but fundamental techniques uh, that are needed to actually fill in the black box in the artificial intelligence model, sometimes in um, computer science students, maybe, uh, or data science students, they don't really want to look into the black books. So, so yes, so we, we work with all the models and then we program them and, and it's, and it's a lot of fun. Yes. So which is closer to your heart? Is it teaching or research? Both. They complement each other, don't they? They complement each other. And I also have to say that uh, it's teaching is like performing on stage. <laughs> and writing papers and uh, creating is like writing songs. It's so similar. The, the feeling that I have when I write songs, like I sit down and, well, usually when I 
write a song, I am influenced by some kind of a mood. So, so something happens in my life, either I'm happy or I'm sad. And then I write a song. There's write papers, but I, I have to write papers. And, and of course, that also is quite interesting. And I love what I do. And I get involved, I get excited, of course, and then I get creative. So this is maybe actually now I just realized when you asked me that question, that this is the difference between uh, writing papers, being creative in that, um, in that sense, and writing songs. So let's talk a little bit about, about what you have discovered in Poland. We're just talking now professionally. We're going to talk about your music in a minute. But I want to know, you arrived, and what did you expect, and how can you compare that to what you really know now after those three years? Like, how is science in Poland? How is artificial intelligence in Poland? So, first of all, um, the environment, uh, university, I kind of always uh, have been involved in that kind of academic environment. So, it's, it's not much different. I have to say now, it's, it's basically more or less the same uh, in Canada and, and here. And in terms of research, I publish in English. So I read papers that are published in English. And this is, this is the, also even during our seminars, the talks that we give, some, some of the speakers, even at the university, give uh, talks in English. So in that sense, I don't see the difference. It's if you want to get interested in a certain area, and this is what this today, everything is available. We have internet. We, we, we go, well, not during the pandemic, but usually we go to conferences it doesn't matter if you live in poland canada or, or the us it, 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 it doesn't matter these days when you look at how advanced polish research is for example in your area is this something that impressed you yes there, there are some stars that actually i had a, i had a chance to talk to professor Adusiewicz. he's the person for image processing at agh the Krakow Science University, I think this is how you translate it to English. The famous Agiha, anyway, you know, everybody knows, every Polish person knows. <laughs> so yes, I, I, had, I had the pleasure to meet Professor Tadeusiewicz. Uh, I had a pleasure to meet some stars. And nowadays, uh, AI is such a loud topic. Everybody talks about AI on, on a different level. So as a mathematician, of course, AI means something else to me. Then um, AI, what AI means to a person who studies economy or or psychology. So these days, research in AI takes several directions. And also, what's another thing that's interesting is ethics of AI. And also, lawyers are, are involved in, in sci- scientists in, um, of course, expanding that area as well. In my area, of what I do, I use research papers um, from scientists around the world. So I guess also people collaborate. And this is what, it's also good that, that uh, our research groups, we collaborate with international researchers. And we have visitors at our university and also international students that want to come and learn at the Krakow University uh, of Technology. So you're happy professionally. I am absolutely fulfilled professionally absolutely and even at night i i go to sleep and i create there is a problem to solve and you know what i always do i let it go like no no it's got to be solved on its own because i can't right now i'm too tired my mind cannot do it anymore i go to sleep i let it go (laughs) and then i wake up in the morning i have the solution is there okay but there's the other side of course which was so important to you i guess has always been important to you which is your music and you were a performing artist in Canada. Are you performing in Poland? Yes, uh, I am uh, now 
actually today my manager, Polish man from Poland, he called me and he said, oh, the, the, we're going to have a concert in September. I'm like, yay, finally, I've been waiting for it for such a long time. And it's going to happen in, in September. So this concert actually was, it was supposed to happen just before the pandemic and then some something that was postponed, but then the pandemic arrived and it killed all the concerts everywhere around the world. So now I think we're getting back to uh, to normal and I hope I also can be back to my performance life. And uh, yes, I've been singing all my life, you know that. And and I think this was my dream, to be a singer too. But I quite often thought about it what is it about singing that i love so much or about stage i think it's it's kind of quite similar to teaching to to giving people something and and receiving feedback yes you have to it's like an exchange of energy you give you receive and it's like both it works on both sides but i need to give that's the first thing and even as a child i remember i I've always wanted to be a singer. My family was not so happy about that idea for me to go in that direction. But since I remember, I always wanted to uh, play guitar. I was involved in so many bands in Poland, even as a child. Oh my goodness, I can't even count. So all my life I've been doing something. And then, of course, I trained my voice here and there. And even in Poland when I arrived, not right now, but yes, I used to take lessons. And um, yes, and I write songs, of course, uh, with emotions, as I said, I cannot just write a song just like that. Sit down, I have to write a song. And it's not gonna it's not gonna be a good song because there's no emotion to it. So, <laughs> so the pandemic obviously killed a lot of things, but you came long before the pandemic. So the first year when you were in Poland, there was no pandemic. There were concerts, right? How many there? Where did you perform for whom? So I had a few concerts. Uh I have I have a band in Krakow. I play with musicians, depending on the on the need of of a concert of course we arrange a group of five or three depending how many people we need for a given concert so i had a few concerts here here in poland which were great of course i was new in poland so it doesn't like i I don't jump on a big stage and have thousands and thousands of people in the audience although this would be of course my dream but it didn't it was not like this and I had very nice concerts, which made me very, very happy. And I had some TV performances. I had radio interviews. That was also amazing for me to 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 perform on TV. And and there's another one coming. It's going to be on Polish TV very soon. Actually, Tokyo, I'm going to be um, presenting both uh, sides of me, my scientific uh, side, I guess, and, and my uh, musical uh, side. That's not a very typical thing, right, for a scientist, an academic to be on stage, to be doing things that you're doing in this other side or this other part of you. So how do your students, how do your colleagues react to your um, (laughs) vocal, artistic, performing career? So what I see that uh, people see that it, where there is something to be solved, even at NASC when we have a meeting. And of course, we have so many of these meetings right now on Teams. And and I get so excited. I get so excited. And when I get excited, I get, of course, creative. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And and people see this. I, I maybe react differently. And I think, finally, I am not afraid of it to be myself. Now, actually, you just also um, made me understand that I am not afraid of being myself, finally. This is amazing. And you say, you're saying it's not typical. Maybe it's not typical. I would imagine that it's probably more natural to imagine somebody who plays the piano or the violin, right? Classical music. 
that's true. I know many mathematicians who yeah, are musicians, naturally, because the structures kind of they need to create structures. And of course, when people create harmonies, they they write musical that's pieces. Different, and, right? This is a different uh, type of music. So I'm just wondering, like, do your students know that they can go and see you? On of, of course, they do. They they always Google me, and they know, and they always tell me at the end of the semester. Of course, I don't say at the beginning. I don't say anything. Uh-huh. But then, oh, we found you on YouTube, and we like this song. <laughs> I'm going to give you a like. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Have you had students uh, uh, at your concert? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. My first semester in Krakow, um, I had this, this beautiful group of students. And the first year in Krakow, I was also maybe a different person than I am right now, new to everything. And this group of students, um, I invited them to my concert. And yeah, they, it was it was it was nice. I just wonder now about your experience of Poland because I mean, as you say, you you're kind of torn between the two countries, or you're bicultural, bilingual. How does it feel now? What has happened in those three years? Okay, where do I start? It's been tough. This is maybe the first thing I'm going to say. It's not easy to to even though I am I am Polish, it's not easy to move from one country to another. And, and start a new life. Even though I'm Polish and I speak Polish and I have no problems communicating. First, when I came to Poland, I remember what really shocked me is the, is the number of signatures. I had to sign myself like a thousand times everywhere on one paper, three times in three places and then four times. And then I started counting and it was like impossible to count. <laughs> so that was quite shocking. I'm like, why do you need Prove everything. Like in Canada, we don't have to do that. It's like a system is like a trust system, and and so this this was quite shocking at first. But then I got used to it. Now I am so used to it. I don't even think about it. So we get used to things once we stay in one place for some time. I guess we don't notice the things that maybe used to bother us. But uh, what else was shocking? Oh, I know. I know what was really shocking uh, in Krakow because um, Krakow is in a valley, as you know, and it gets dark very fast uh, uh, in the winter time. So sometimes at 2.30 in the afternoon or 3 o'clock, it's already, it's already pretty dark and I'm not used to it. It's quite shocking too. And it was quite depressing. And the smog in Krakow, that was really also depressing. Like there was a cloud hanging right on top of my head for, the, like, for a few months. So that was quite, these are the negative experiences. Maybe I'll start with that and then I'll go to the positive so that we end on a positive note. I always like to end on a positive <laughs> note. And this is another thing that I would like to tell you, actually, why I'm always smiling. There's, <laughs> because I make myself smile. <laughs> I have to, otherwise I would not be able to. First, no, no, uh, no, our listeners won't see you smiling, but I can see you guys. I'm looking at her <laughs> and yes, she is smiling all the time. <laughs> yeah, positive things. Yeah, there were many positive things. First of all, I was given the opportunity to become an assistant professor and given the opportunity to teach data science, to learn and teach data science and, and work with these amazing, smart students. I, I, I really admire them, really smart students. And, and so this, these are the positives. My kids are able, are, were able to go to a bilingual school. I, uh, they go to a private school, so, so they learn, they're learning Polish. So this is a positive to that, that that they can learn Polish here in Poland. Well, I was able to perform on stage as well. I, I recorded a few songs actually, and I'm still recording. And I and I wrote another album. On, I met some very nice people in France. I made I made some friends here. 
maybe not so many, but for sure uh, good friends and good people that will always be my friends. So this is this is very nice. I was able to spend time with my family. Uh, this was not possible when I was in Canada, but that, of course everybody has their own life, and, and it's not like we spend time with family every weekend. No, but but of course what I really miss, and I have to say it right now because I feel I have, that I have to say it right now. I miss my friends in Canada because in Canada, all my friends are like my family. And this is what I'm missing here. Every day I miss my friends. Every day I miss Canada. And what um, do I miss about Canada? I miss many things about Canada and I cannot even name them. It's just the feeling inside of my heart that I do miss Canada. So I am, I will probably, if I move back to Canada, I'll miss Poland so much. So <laughs> probably I'm going to tell you <laughs> the positives and negatives about Canada. Your interesting life, the fact that you are actually from these two worlds, the fact that you have this Canadian background and Canadian roots in some sense, but you are so proficient in Polish, so nobody can tell really other than, mm-hmm. no. The perception of you, do you think people were kind of more interested in you because of that? Or was that a problem? I think it's a positive. I Because what I bring from Canada is the openness. It's, it's, I'm always friendly. I'm always smiling. And people see this. And I think in Europe in general, I think uh, less people are like, like most people are in Canada, always like always open. They have they everything is on the outside. It's there. Hello, how are you? And people are happy to talk to you. So this is also what I I guess bring to to the lectures. I try to make the students believe in themselves. This is my mission. I feel this is my mission that that I when I when they take a course with me and when they after they finish, I want them to be confident. I want them to know how to learn without being stressed. I want them to be creative in the sense that they, they, they like what they do and they are not afraid. There's no fear. And this is, this is my mission. I feel it. And I think this is exactly what I'm bringing from Canada. I, I really love spending time with students. I love people in general and not just students. I, I love people. <laughs> what next, Ilona? What's going to happen next in your life? What are the plans? Okay, first of all, I would love to visit Canada as soon as Canada opens. So this is definitely the plan uh, to to visit all my friends. Also, my kids also want to visit their cousins, their dad and family. That would be very nice to travel a little bit and finally to to spend some time outside of, of, of one city. It was quite a busy time for me to handle two jobs and it was tough. It's it's all like it's tough all the time to be a single mother, to have two jobs, which I love, of course. Everything that I do, I love. And also this artistic craving. This never stops. Ah, never it never stops. And sometimes I'm I'm thinking, why do I need all of that? You know, and maybe I should just pick one and be happy with it. But I can't. I can't. I would not be complete if I I cannot say like quit singing. What do you mean quit singing? It's not possible. Like, <laughs> of course, I don't do it full time, but I need it. It's more than a hobby, and, and it's not like I. It's and I never want to do it in just an amateur way. No, I I want to do it professionally, and then prof- and, and professionally, I want to do it so that it sounds professional. I, I'm I am giving my hundred percent to it. I I always uh, work with great musicians. The product has to be has to be perfect. Yes. What about this other side? Like, what, is, what are you going to do there? I mean, are you going to become the uh, 
don't know, chancellor of the University of Krakow? No, 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 no. That's never, I, I never wanted to be uh, an administrator. No, I, I prefer to be a mentor in that, in that regard. Of course, I want to publish. I want to definitely continue my research in the area of uh, medical image processing using AI techniques and, and not just maybe medical image processing, also maybe other images as well. Uh, and not just images, maybe signals, maybe other things. I don't know. Right now, we're working on a few uh, ideas uh, in my research group, and it's also very, very uh, interesting. So this is this is going to definitely happen. I'm going to submit a few papers soon. Uh, the teaching is going well, and NASC, we're we're involved in so many projects, and very soon I'll be even more busy, and the the the, the, the team will grow. So it's all exciting. So for now, I would like to stay where I am. And maybe something will happen, something, of course, positive, because this is the only thing I, I look forward to. <laughs> and then maybe something will change in my life. I, I'm open to change. And I don't mind change. What I know is that when one door closes, we just have to wait. And, and then you see so many opportunities because the door had to close in order for you to open your eyes to see more opportunities. Otherwise, you would not be able to do it out of fear, I guess. People, I think, are so fearful. They they have so much fear inside that, that, that it prevents them from achieving their goals. Also, what I have to say, all my dreams come true. Margaret, all my dreams come true. I am sometimes afraid to dream because I'm thinking, am I really, do I really have time for that dream to realize? Believe me. I always wanted to present at big conferences. And now I get this opportunity from NASC to present at these amazing conferences, talking about subjects that I love, that are so fascinating. And of course, I have to prepare for them. It takes time. It's, but also, I expand my uh, interests uh, and my knowledge. And I love it. I'm always learning. Always. And I love to learn. So is it more hard work or talent? Ah. Okay, so that's another thing that it's very interesting. I believe that everybody is talented and you just have to find what you really like. And if you find that in yourself, everybody will be successful. So it's hard work after you find what you really like and then you will be great at it. There's no other way. I believe that everyone is talented in their own way. And in order to find that talent and develop that talent and use hard work, to become successful in that area is to first understand what you really like doing and get rid of fear, all fear, because this is what prevents us from, from growing, from being free. <laughs> I asked you to present to us two of your songs. Can you just talk mm. a little bit about them? One of them, the title of the song is uh, The Power in Us. Uh, it talks about these difficult times and that we should all be together in these difficult times. It's, it's uh, relevant to the pandemic, although I wrote this song before pandemic and actually we're planning to record this song in English and Carolina Ingleton, she already wrote lyrics for this song and uh, we will. Once I'm back in Canada, we'll go to the studio and we'll, we'll, we'll record it. It's a duet with a, with a very nice uh, singer, Wukash. And yes, I wrote this song before pandemic, and then we created the video with with images of, of of coronavirus with the masks, so that it actually really matches the uh, reality uh, as it is right now. Split your 
Kręte drogi, głuchy tłum Niepokój rodzi się Gdy krzyk rozpaczy zostaje nam Jest wspólna myśl jak ugasić strach Dobry Boże, widzisz to sam Widzisz to sam Bez hejtu, bez apokalipsy zła. 
For a lot of additional information on this and other stories for multimedia links, please visit our website at mypodcast.com. And while you're there, please share your comments, your reactions, and suggest ideas. If you know of any interesting story that I should cover on podcast, please let me know. And please remember about podcast's crowdfunding campaign. Like all other podcasts, I do count and depend on our listeners. What is free for you to listen to is obviously not free for me to make. So if you can, please support podcast. Go to mypodcast.com slash support and make a pledge. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to rate this episode on your favorite podcast app. Please listen to podcast next month. And I leave you with the second song that Elena Kovalik-Urbaniak chose for you. This is her own composition, and she also sings it. Another song that um, I would like to share with you is called Handcrafted Love. And this song is the title song of my first album. And it talks about, um, it talks about that you actually have to create first in the love inside of you and then you will grow then you will become whatever you want but you cannot search for it outside it actually has to come from within and you're the only one who can make it happen and this is um, what the song is about handcrafted love it's one of those days when it feels like the world It's one of those days, it's one of those nights I'm crawling and I'm falling, I've had enough But I believe in love, I still one of those days.